Hello. Welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. It's Linz and Krista. <sighs> Glad you're here. I just have a, I have a quick question. I was actually thinking about you all this morning. I got a text message and I'm wondering if y'all are experiencing this during this time. <laughs> I'm getting the most random text messages. Oh, yeah. They asked me to go on the keto diet and lose 30 pounds in 20 days every day. Well, today I got a, yo, Matthew, I'm horny now. Can you show me your penis with a link? Wait, let's reply. I said, stop. I did. (laughs) But like, I actually don't know what's happening. I'm getting them constantly. My emails have been crazy too. I keep getting mattress like offers. Yeah, That's kind of (laughs) nice. (laughs) And I'm trying to find some that I get, but mine are continually weird diet ones. It's very odd, but I've gotten so many as well. And I don't know why it's been crazy. And I'm actually on tons of um, election lists. Mm, And so I continue to get tons of election list things. I'm actually seeing another one that I got and says, Matthew, your parcel is delivered. So I guess Matthew has given my number. (laughs) <laughs> it's so odd. That's so weird. But I'm always afraid. Like, I'm not going to click on that link. That, no. Obviously, guys. What was the one? Who was... <laughs> someone was saying the other day, they're like... They had one of those DMs that was like, click the link if you want to be verified or something like that. And they clicked and they got... I've totally done it. Hacked. Really? Same. Yeah. Well, it wasn't the verified thing. It was like... <laughs> it, it was something more personal and yeah. like... Like, is it okay if I use... I don't know. Something like a picture of some sort. Really? And so I clicked it. I must have been half asleep. And I got hacked. Fuck. So that was fun. Yeah, they have the ones that are like... I remember the ones you used to get too that were like, hey, we're modeling recruiters. <laughs> it was like trying to get people to do something. So they'd be like telling everyone they're models. So like, hey, we're modeling recruiters. We like want you for our team or something like that. We want you for our new Vogue campaign. Yes. And we're going to DM you from this account with zero followers. <laughs> I used to love the ones that were like, I'm a Nigerian prince and I have millions of dollars and I need you to take it. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. Yeah, you're okay. like, okay. He's like, I need someone to take all my money Tell now. me more. You're like, yes, I'm into it. <laughs> Send me an email. What's the one meme where it's like someone had the link or they said something. They're like, hi, I've got a lot of cash and I need to give it to you. And someone in the meme was like, just send me the link. And they just send him like... I can just imagine that it's probably someone, you know, wherever they are. But it's like knowing that somehow we're targeted in the sense that like, okay, so Americans love money. Tell them that you have yes. a lot of cash to give them. She's a great target. She's a great target. 100%. <laughs> a great target. I was um, talking to Aaron Rose this morning, speaking of our community. And he was saying... He was talking about our community. And he's like, oh my gosh. The, he's like, I am trying to find a word to describe almost 30 community but I'm, it's like escaping me, but they're just top notch. He's like, they're mm. just, he's like, there's something special about them, something kind about them. And yeah, we've always heard that from our guests that people just love connecting with our community because everyone is so respectful and kind and thoughtful. And it's just, just like curious too. Yes. They're always just like asking the best questions, always so open to like things that we talk about, even if it is kind of out there, yeah. you know? It's always so nice. So that makes me happy. I'm on island time today. (laughs) Aloha. Lindsay's in her fall fit and I'm on island time. (laughs) Check us on YouTube. Check us on YouTube. I am wearing (laughs) something I would have worn in high school. (laughs) It was so funny. I did a photo shoot like a month or so ago and I showed Lindsay the pictures. I was like, when do you think these were taken? And it literally looked like they were taken four years ago. My outfit was so ridiculous. (laughs) I was wearing a blazer (laughs) and (laughs) jeans. She was wearing a pink, a, a pink blazer a pink and jean blazer. shorts. A pink blazer and jean shorts and flip-flops. I'm so confused by the flip-flops. I have no fucking idea. Honestly, I'm I'm unwell. I'm doing so much. I have no, I literally wearing clothes is like my last concern. I'm like, dude, but that's my outfit now. I look like I'm on island time. I'm wearing a jean skirt that's like ripped at the bottom from like Hollister and like an old <laughs> nude tank top and like this like flowy, dude, flowy cardigan. There's nothing better than tired outfits where you're just tired and yep. you're like, 
the whole like, outfit. I think this is going to work. The jacket blazer was unreal. Because <laughs> like one photo, I'm like with my hands crossed against a wall, like in a blazer. It looks hilarious. <laughs> so, I, wish you, I wish you had had those. I look like a like life coach. <laughs> pointy toe heels on. 100%. You know the pointy toe in totally. college? I, I, I had a pair of those that was like gold leaf pointy toe heels. I broke my foot one time running to the bus stop with pointy toe heels. <laughs> my bus driver, Penny. Oh, I love her. I love. I loved. Her. I loved campus buses. Yeah, was that what what it was? No, at high school. Oh, high school. High oh. school. Oh, we I had the heels point, on, pointy toes every day, literally. <laughs> Honestly, it was so funny. We were talking this weekend, Caitlin and my sister. We were talking about how we used to literally shop at like fucking White House Black Market. Oh yeah, Limited totally. Express. Like, why were we always wearing business casual? Like, literally, I was wearing business casual every day to school. Statement necklaces. I would oh, love yes. to see some of my statement. A ne- peplum ne- top and a statement yes. necklace and some bell bottoms. I used to wear dress pants, like nice oh, I know what you mean. black or white dress pants. Yes. No joke. I remember like getting so excited when I got my first pair of like the black dress pants that had a little flare. Yes. I just thought I was the shit. I found I had a I looked at a school photo and I was wearing this like black polka dot express top and black pants. Like I was honestly Love like it. a faculty. I looked like, <laughs> I was like faculty. Headed to my next meeting. I know I was, I was like <laughs> I'm sure I had a briefcase somewhere. And I was like tan as hell. I'm like what the heck? <laughs> Was the look. I mean, even... But that's what's so funny about like... Yes, of course. It's like embarrassing to look back. And then I look back a year ago or a year and a half ago when, Mine was we, weeks had, ago. when we had eyelashes. I know. Which they were amazing and so convenient. I and know. I love them. But then I'm looking back. I'm like, whoa, I had a fucking skunk on my eyelids. I know. <laughs> I remember one time I went to an event we had. It was like... Do you remember? And I no. walked in and you were alarmed. Because she did me up. She did me good. She I put, think you like, opened the event with like, I look like a hooker. I looked like a straight up hooker. My lashes were unreal. <laughs> I was uncomfortable. I was like, what? Yeah, I mean, oh, but shit. now I have, honestly, I'm bald. It really, everyone's it, like, it doesn't mess up your lashes. I'm like, it does. I'm actually bald. It does. I used to have great lashes that were fine. And now I'm like, um, what? I just have found some good mascaras that make it look like my lashes are longer and they're not this, you know, it just makes them look I know. Longer. Yeah. That was a huge... Well, I was thinking about this year. I'm going to do the math in my... When I have a second ooh. of how much money I've shared. You said, ooh, before I said. I said, ooh, ooh you're ready. <laughs> but how much money I've saved this year. I haven't got my nails done one time. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten my lashes done one time. Yep. I don't go to workout classes. I don't do anything else, facials or anything. Yes. Probably... $10,000? $10,000. Maybe. I'm not sure. A lot though. But think about it. So this is what I think about. Okay, so going to a lash appointment, paying for that. But then because I'm already out, I'm like, hmm, kind of want to juice. You know, it's like, it almost like because you're out, you have (laughs) like these sneaky little things that cost something. That was my life in New York. Oh, I was New like, York what do you is guys a whole other do? thing. Whole and you're other. like, oh, we just spent $40 at brunch. Let's just go get a matcha. Mm-hmm. And then let's get a 16 handles. Like that was <laughs> like life at... Life in New York was $200 every time I left the apartment. Complete. I Yeah, it's been a while since I've had like a... You know, when I remember in New York, it would happen all the fucking time where sit down for dinner... Very often, and spend at least a hundred dollars. Oh, I, I, I know, I can't do and, it. And and now, I rarely do that ever. It, but I'm like, thankfully, I'm like better with my money now. But I'm like, how did I do that back then? Not, I was broke for sure. But now, if that happens, I'm like, oh, oh my god, I think about it for a month, and I, I bitch about Ooh. it for a month. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> For the next seven you're like, days, you're like, I'm at hey, the office. That dinner that we did. <laughs> no, not you. No, I'm I at know. the office, or I'm with Justin, and I'm in the car. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, 130 bucks. See, we could have done chicken for 15. I always like, I like to put my own prices in my head of what it should be. I'm like, it was really, it was 39. It should be 24. I just, I cannot. It drives me nuts to spend money like that yeah. at meals. 
Yeah. I don't, I don't, I love going out to dinner. It's one of my, I love doing that, but I'm just so glad I don't do it as much yeah, because see, it oh was my God, such... my life in Chicago. That was my Ooh. life in Chicago. We'd be like, all right, Friday night, let's go to the club, Saturday brunch, Sunday, Saturday dinner. Like it was like brunch, dinner, brunch, dinner, yes. brunch, dinner. And the group, big group dinners, big you group. always get fucked. I loved that, but I got fucked. You get fucked. Yeah. Because either, either you're not drinking or you don't eat as much. And you pay a hundred dollars for a salad, I know. and an iced tea. One of my one of my good friends, Jen Kennedy, would always say, "Krista's going to be on a separate bill." She oh, always stick nice. up for me because I was, I think I was I wasn't vegan, but I was vegetarian at the time, and I wasn't drinking at yep. all. And she'd be like, "She's paying separate." That's sweet. And I'd be like, "I'll stop." And I'd be like, "Yes, <laughs> thank you." Because my bill would actually be twenty four dollars, and everyone else's would be like eighty. Yeah. No. Oh yeah, but also I don't. I hate people are like, I know, bitching about the fucking bill. I know, just pay the bill. Yeah. So if I if I get a lot of like food and uh, drink, F and B. Yeah, I'm like I'm food like and bev. food and bev. I'm like, don't bitch about the the. Bitch. Yeah, don't bitch. <laughs> but if I don't get a lot, I'm like, I'm the bitcher. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, memories, man. I know. Trip down memory lane. Trip down mem mem lane. Uh, today's a solo episode. If you're just joining Almost 30, uh, we do solo episodes on Thursdays. Tuesdays are interviews. So Thursdays, it's either just myself, just Krista, or us together. Just kind of going deep on something that's on our hearts and minds. Something that we think you could relate to. And today is a solo episode with me. But before we get into that episode, we just wanted to tell you about some... Some good stuff coming up with Almost 30. We have the new Paradigm Digital Workshop series still happening. Uh, Our next one is with Ngazi. She is going to lead us through a poetic medicine workshop, which is going to be a blast and so different than any other workshop we've done, which I really like. It's on a Sunday, so we can get cozy. It's going to be all about authenticity and self-love and self-expression. And I just think that as women, sometimes we put that on the back burner to serve others and we forget that it's a really important part of the quality of our service to others is pouring back into ourselves. So she's so special. Uh, That is happening on November 15th, 10 a.m. PST. So you can find out more information at almost30.com. Yeah, I love that one because it's active. So it's not like just people... We're going to be obviously listening, but it's going to be really active. You're Mm going to be working in your journals. We're going to be working together and it'll feel really communal. So I am... Also, really looking forward to that. Yeah, big time. Um, And just wanted to shout out uh, all you podcasters out there. We've been having a blast in our Accelerator program where we are uh, supporting podcasters, a small group of podcasters to grow and monetize their podcasts. And we just want to let you know we're here to support. We've built this thing from the ground up, from our closets to now. And we have resources on yourpodcastpro.com to help you launch, grow, and monetize. So check that out. Here to support and just so proud of you. It's not mm-hmm. an easy thing to do. Yeah, the accelerator stuff has been my favorite. So fun. Dude, I love it. So I love fun. small group. I love just like... And I just love being like about personal, businesses. yes, like personal feedback and just like workshopping things. Yes. And I'm pumped for these shows to like, for more people to know about these particular shows, the concepts, the topics. Yes. I'm I'm really excited. We'll we'll be posting if you can check out our Instagram, uh, your podcast pro, and at almost thirty podcast. We'll be highlighting them. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So today's solo episode is with me. I'm talking about solo trips. So I feel like I'm known for a couple things. By I've known, I mean like 10 people message me about this. But no, I think um, the single period of my life like catalyzed this obsession with solo trips. And I always get questions on Instagram when I go on a solo trip of like, okay, I think I'm finally going to do this. What would you recommend? Um, how do you not not freak out or get lonely or how do you like manage your anxiety when you're on a solo trip. So I'm going to be going into all of that, um, taking you through just kind of like what I feel is the purpose of a solo trip, the feelings that might come up, the anticipation, both 
exciting, but also the anxiety that comes up and why that might be coming up and really the opportunity in a trip like this and how you can maximize what you get out of it. I think you know when you're alone doing something, it's an opportunity to come back to your own energy. Because I think when I'm on a trip, at least with someone, um, even like a romantic partner, it's like I am thinking about like what would they want to do too, right? So this is really an opportunity to come back to like, hmm, what do I need? What do I want to do? You can change plans on a fucking dime. So it's just really cool. Um, I talk about intention setting and goals that you can set, routines that you can make within the solo trip to kind of make it feel a bit more. Um, comfortable and supportive. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to share this one. And I am fully aware that we are in the middle of a pandemic. So in terms of like being able to do this right now, I understand not all of us can do that. However, I want to start thinking about the things that we can look forward to in 2021. So if we can start planning a solo trip to look forward to, I think that would be just like a bright light at mm-hmm. the end of the tunnel. So uh, that's the intention here. Share this with friends if it resonates or anyone else who has been talking about taking a solo trip. Yeah. Solo trips are some of the most healing like opportunities. Yeah. It's so good to come back to yourself. I try and do one definitely every year mm-hmm. for sure. And um, you know, you guys can solo trip, come to Malibu next year. Yeah. Retreat. Really excited about this one. Definitely share with friends. Excited about the new Paradigm Workshops. Almost30.com, Almost30podcast on Instagram. Enjoy this one and we'll see you on the other side. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. I know it's an intense week and I'm bringing you a solo episode that has nothing to do about what's going on in the world. (laughs) So perhaps it's not relevant. However, however... My intention with this episode is to share something that's changed my life, to talk about why I do it, to talk about how to do it, and actually why it's important that right now, during everything that's going on in the world, that it's important that we plan one of these for the new year. Solo trips. Solo trips, baby. I've gotten a lot of messages, questions about solo trips over the years as I've taken them. Some messages are like, wow, what the heck? What are you doing? How do you do that? (laughs) Um, Is it even fun to like, wow, I've been wanting to do that. I haven't had the courage to take my first solo trip, but I know like my soul really needs it. Do you have any suggestions? Just like hundreds of messages literally over the years. And so I knew I needed to do a solo episode. And I also, you know, I thought about not doing this episode during this time, November 2020. And I was like, you know what? I want something... I want to have people look forward to something in 2021. I really want them to have a a really intentional positive focus on something for themselves that they plan and that they count down to and that they really feel into and feel out of the intense energy that is 2020. So that is my intention here. I'm going to tell you why I started taking solo trips, share my intention for my solo trips at large. And then I want to talk about how to plan one. I want to talk about what to expect. A lot of things come up during solo trips and I want to like call it out so you're not shocked and you don't feel like the only one. I want to talk about the best parts of solo trips. I want to talk about um, just how we can create a trip that really just flows and feels like us, right? There are so many reasons why a trip brings up our... mm, Codependency is a really strong word, but sure. Codependency on people places, things, activities, uh, Instagram, showing people what we're doing, all the things. And so I just think it's a perfect micro to give insight to your kind of macro of your life, of how you are, of how you are operating. And it's just such a beautiful opportunity to really reset and come back to your own energy. So I'll start there. My 
my true intention for solo trips, my why is like, I have this really strong need to merge back with my own energy. And what I'm working on is not needing a solo trip to do that, but solo trips just provide this beautiful, like, ha, huh, like nice, clear cut from my routines, the people I always see, the things I always eat, the things I always see, the places I always go. And it just puts me in a bit of a disoriented state. And I think that disorientation is incredibly good for your soul. I think disorientation gets rid of the reference points that we automatically, naturally turn to when we feel things come up. And usually we go to those things to numb. You know, we go to to numb and or to soothe. Uh, We go to the friends and ask them what they think. Or we, you know, order from our favorite restaurant and do the thing, do the pasta thing, whatever, (laughs) speaking for myself. Um, And we just have those reference points. And so we're not really pushed to look at it a different way or pushed to change. And so this disorientation in a on a solo trip is just so powerful. It really moves things and kind of takes away kind of takes away the um, autopilot, if you will, which I just really love because I get to know myself better and better every time I take myself off of autopilot. <sighs> Why did I start taking solo trips, y'all? Well, I was single, right? Like I know people kind of who have been listening to the pod for a while know me as like the sacredness of being single girl. She was single for a while. She was, you know, she didn't find her glass slipper or whatever the hell. Yeah, that was me. I was single for a long time. And I was reflecting before recording this episode and I was like, damn, okay. I started taking solo trips truly like when I moved to LA. But when I was in New York, I was eating dinner by myself at restaurants. And I was like, hmm, that's like a two-hour solo trip. I was doing it, you know, before I even knew I was doing it. So I knew I had like kind of this desire to be with myself. Was it easy? Hell no. It was weird, uncomfortable, awkward. It um, made me question whether I was like okay at times because inevitably I had one or two good friends be like, are you okay? Like you're eating dinner by yourself? But eventually, I really understood that that time by myself was incredibly necessary for me to remember how I feel, what I think, what's important to me, what my desires are. I'm the type of person, and I'm just speaking for myself. If you relate, awesome. I'm the type of person that takes on how others feel, think. And I I tend to lean in the direction of, well, they're probably right. And so I kind of take on how they feel and I'm like, okay, I feel that way. Even though there might be some like inner knowing and conflict of like, I don't know if that's completely me, but it's easier just to kind of lean on that person who's more confident than I am. So I would definitely take on people's stuff, people's opinions, their desires, how I kind of lose myself. And so to do these things that you would normally do with other people alone, I just built this confidence and I built this, which I'm still building, but this trust in myself. And I, all of a sudden I started to like really, really enjoy my own company, really enjoy my own company to the point where I was like, um, Friday night, just me and me. I'm good. But y'all, it creates a really beautiful magnetism. And I'm not just talking about mag- you know, attracting a partner. It's it's different. It's different. That confidence when you just like you rock with you. You are good with you. You like, have you ever met a person like that? Maybe you are that person, but ooh, it's just like it is intoxicating. And so 
I just like started to love how that felt. When I moved to LA, I started taking solo trips because LA is a perfect place to be able to take really short trips places. You can go to the desert in two hours. You can go to the mountains in two hours. You can go to the coast, etc. So I started to take these trips, um, you know, two, three, maybe four days if I could, and just spend some time by myself. And when I met Krista and I was going on these, I had probably been on a couple solo trips by then, but I, 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 I like kind of sensed that she was like, oh my God, like, why do you do that? <laughs> um, since I know she she's taken them herself and loves them. But I, I love them so much and I still do. I'm in a relationship now and I want to talk about that later, just how important it is to kind of maintain, maintain that commitment to these short trips, short, you know, even if it's a day trip or a day to yourself where you can recalibrate and come back and merge with your own energy. Everyone else you love will be so much better for it. Okay. So you want to go on a solo trip. Maybe you're in a relationship. Maybe you're not. Maybe you normally go on trips with a bunch of girlfriends or guy friends or a mixture of the two. But you're like, oh, I really, I really want to just go somewhere peaceful. I want to read a lot. I want to just get some sun or I want to adventure. Like there's so many iterations of the solo trip. It's like one day I'll do that. Eventually I'll do that. Yeah, maybe one. Yeah. I want to bring those to the forefront. There's something that we do with those thoughts. We kind of like, we file them in the back because either we've never done them before, so we don't know how, we're kind of nervous, we are worried about what people are going to think, uh, we don't prioritize ourselves normally, the list goes on. And so I want to bring those to the forefront. So for a lot of you, I'm I'm assuming that you're kind of curious about the solo trip. So let's like really bring that to like top five priorities to plan for 2021. Okay? Okay. So planning the solo trip, I want to talk about logistics. I want to talk about some like emotional planning. And then I'm going to get into what to expect. So in terms of how to plan, number one, first thing I do when I get the hit that I'm like, I need a solo trip, baby. The first thing I do I declare my intention and I say a little prayer. So whether you pray or not, or whether you talk to the universe, angels, guides, God, whatever, whoever you talk to, higher power, I just want you to put it out there that you, I am ready to take a solo trip. My intention is to feel at peace, is to feel inspired, is to feel... Like myself, my intention is to be slow, unplanned, maybe adventurous, whatever it is, I really want you to declare it. So I say, write it down and say it out loud. And the prayer is just that like, my prayer is that this will come together with ease, that I will be provided all of the resources and opportunities to make this happen in a way that just fills my heart with joy and really makes me remember who I really am. Pretty intense, right? But it's powerful. It's really, really powerful. It's not just like, "Mm, okay, let me like, let me take an hour to plan my solo trip. It's like, no, I am... I am serious about this. This is a priority. This is a desire of mine. I know it is going to move me. So here we are. Intention and a prayer. Okay? Great. That really is the foundation because watch everything just kind of move and come into place for the best solo trip ever. (laughs) Next, I want you to feel into what you need. What do you need from this trip? And I don't want, you know, when I say need, it kind of feels a little sticky where I'm like, okay, needs, that sounds demanding. That sounds like an ultimatum. Perhaps desire is a better word to use. So 
feel into what you desire in this trip. So do you want to be really slow? Do you want to have like no plans? Do you want to plan a lot of things and be fast paced and like get as many things done as you or see as many things as you can, experience as many things as you can. Really feel into what you desire there. Do you want to adventure? Do you want to relax? Do you want a balance of both? Do you want to go to a place that's warm or hot, cool, humid, dry, water, desert, (laughs) mountains, open fields, nature, city? Let's get specific, right? So I really want you to feel into what you desire and write these down. And when I say feel into, I know it's like kind of like, what do you mean feel into? What are you feeling? (laughs) Close your eyes, hand over heart. And it's a little bit of a a future trip. It's kind of seeing yourself, suitcase, rolling on up to this destination and how you feel. Take a deep breath. Big exhale. When you lift your eyes up, keep them closed, but when you kind of lift your gaze up in this visualization, what do you see? How do you feel? Are there a lot of people around? Are there not? Do you hear birds? Do you hear cars? Do you... Feel the warmth of the sun on your face. Just really be there. And you can do this, you know, on your own, put on some of your favorite, like calming music and just like go there and really feel into that and write down uh, whatever you feel and see on the other side. And that's where we start our list. That's where we start with that list of descriptions and feelings and what you see, taste, feel, all the things. I want you to go to Airbnb, Verbo, which is like an Airbnb, Hotels Tonight, really any hotel website that you feel comfortable. I tend to go to Airbnb or Hotels Tonight. Or I'll see if I have any points and see if I can use them anywhere. But for me, it's really... My environment is incredibly important. Um, To some people, they don't mind not paying a ton, like really saving on their accommodations and going ham on activities. Some people really want to go ham on the accommodations and like just do nothing um, or get groceries wherever they go and save on food instead of going out. So, you know... I'm sure when you feel into this, that will be something that you experience in that visualization, which is like, okay, like this space feels very um, luxurious or, you know, the, the food every night, the food every day is just like so healthy and beautiful and creative, et cetera. So really feel into that. And just be very real with yourself about your desires, right? Our friend Ramit, he's the author of I Will Teach You To Be Rich. He always says like, spend money on the things that are important to you. Like spend a lot of money on the things that are important to you and really cut back on the things that aren't. So if you think about it, like, you know, what's what's not really important to me right now that I'm spending kind of a lot of money on? Mm, Coffee. Coffee's not really important to me. I love it, but like I can make it at home for sure. And I'm spending like kind of a lot on it. So my goal for this month is is cutting back on that. What do I spend a lot of money on that I really enjoy and I don't feel bad about? Food. Um, When I do take these solo trips, the accommodations are really important to me. I don't mind splurging on those. So yeah. That's that's my tip for that. I will not tell you how to do that part. You really need to um, know yourself, which I know you do, what is important to you. And then spend and splurge on that. Okay. Um, you can also use Instagram. So sometimes I'll follow like Airbnb accounts of like different locations and things like that and just kind of go down a rabbit hole of, of different locations. So I think like best Airbnb stays, I'll put that in the show notes. But 
that's one account that I'll always look at. They're like really fun destinations. Next, I love a mood board. I know some people are like, nope, not me. But I love Pinterest for this reason. I'm not a huge Pinterest gal, but like for certain things, yo, it brings my vision and desires to life. And I'm like, yes, that's what I want. So I love to make a Pinterest board for my solo travel. So I'm going to pull in food. I'm going to pull in nature, what I want to see. I'm going to pull in accommodations. I'm going to pull in feelings. I'm going to pull in um, books. I'm going to pull in music. I'm going to pull in whatever I want during my solo trip. And it's also a really good reminder so that when you're on the solo trip, maybe you're like, oh shit, Like I said I was going to read that really impactful article. It's on my mood board. Great. Okay. Let me read that at the pool today. Right? Like It's a good reminder because sometimes I'll tell you and I'll get to this, but we freak out a little bit when we're, <laughs> when we're alone on this solo trip. So this mood board really brings us back to like, ah, oh, this was my original intention. This is my vision. This is my desire. Here I am. So use that Pinterest board. It's so fun. So once you pick your place, I say the place is the first thing to 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 book. And I do like to have like maybe, I don't know, a month or so because I like to book the place and then I just like let it float where I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to book too much else. I'm not going to book reservations. After all, you're just one person and I'm not going to book activities yet. I just kind of want to like... I booked it, sent that message out to the universe. Awesome. That's like kind of the anchor. Make that Pinterest board, start to feel into the mood, get excited about it. Closer to it, I will tell people that I trust where I will be. And this is just a safety thing. So I want to make sure that people know where I am just in case anything happens either at home or anything happens to me. You know, we safety is number one, but I, I just think it's a really great practice to tell people in your life that you love where you will be, give them the address. Even if like there's a number to the hotel, obviously they'll have your number, but just in case. Okay. Safety aside, y'all. As you near the trip, you're going to want to cancel. <laughs> it always happens. There's just this guilt. There's a little shame, embarrassment, doubt, fear, I mean, you name it, like it comes up because you start comparing to other trips you've taken. Am I even going to have fun? What am I going to do? Like, how am I going to feel? Like, what? Is it cool that I'm going to be sitting by myself at dinner? Like, how, what's that going to be like? Do I get dressed up at night? Who am I getting dressed up for? No one? What? <laughs> it really, like, all the things run through your head. So just know this is normal. And I am here to tell you that. All of these points of fear and doubt and shame are kind of where we start. You know, like, for example, am I going to like dress up and go to dinner at night? Like, is that weird? Are people going to think that I'm like, like trying to look for someone or like, you know, there's just so much. And what is that? Right? Like that thought of putting so much of your worth and your experience of such a beautiful trip be in the minds of those around you as if they're controlling your reality, right? So that's something. And I don't want you to beat yourself up. It's just like something to look at. So many moments on these solo trips are just like, huh, okay. So I'm anxious right now because I don't know what I'm going to do two hours from now. Okay. Maybe I schedule myself too much. Maybe I rely on that to keep me busy and keep me out of um, my heart. It's just easier to be in my mind and go from one thing to another. Okay. Got it. This is why we bring a notebook, y'all. <laughs> so... I always have a notebook for my solo trips designated just for the solo trip. And so even before we go on the solo trip, when these thoughts and feelings start to come up, I'm writing them down. I'm kind of flushing it out, 
I'm just doing like a stream of consciousness and just being with it, right? Because it's almost like the the healing of a solo trip starts before you even go on the solo trip. So have that notebook and just notice what starts to come up. Before we go into you know what to expect in terms of like emotions and feelings and all of that, um, I do want to note that there is a balance of routine and freedom that I suggest you have for your solo trip. So what does that look like? What can it look like? When I am home and in the everyday work, et cetera, during the week, I'm okay with my self-care. I'm okay with my morning routine. It's like I check the box, I meditate, I will write, I will read, I'll take a walk, I'll work out, etc. But because it's followed by like work and things I have to do, which you know I love, but it is work, the quality of the routine is not always a hundred, right? So when we're on a solo trip and we're truly on vacation, we have an opportunity to bring that routine that we want to do consistently at home and bring it to the solo trip. So in the morning, after you've gotten eight, nine hours of sleep, sleep y'all is like, come on. It's the best. So get as much as you can on solo trips. When you wake up in the morning, instead of looking at your phone, because we we ain't looking at the phone a lot. We'll get there, but we're not looking at the phone a lot. What if you just like stretch in bed? Or maybe you want to write down your dreams or you want to put on like your favorite morning music and make coffee or just like dance around wherever you are. I don't know. Whatever your routine is that feels really good to you, bring it on the trip. This is a super grounding way to start the day. Instead of being like, oh my God, I'm on a solo trip. What do I do? What am I going to do next? It's like, oh, actually, I know my routine. Hmm, That makes me feel like myself. Let's do this. Great. Awesome. And you start to like feel at home. I'm quoting like in quotations, really feel at home when you start the day with a routine. And so what I love to do is start with a routine. And then I just, I'm like, freedom. I open the gate and I'm like, all right, Lens, you got the day. Do your thing. I feel myself want to fill the day with to-dos. All right, so you're going to read this book and then you're going to write notes on it. And then you're going to outline this for the apps you have to do when you get back. And that I literally do this and I know you're going to do it too. So just watch yourself. I'm not going to say not to do those things. And I want a balance of routine. I want a balance of to-dos and freedom. If to-dos make you feel good and checking off one or two a day makes you feel good, okay. Okay, that's totally fine. I just don't want it to spiral you into what you came from. Not where you're escaping from, but just like what you would normally be doing. Finding that balance of routine and no schedule is really what I'm always looking for on a solo trip because it will... Oh my gosh, you're going to have so many experiences that are surprises that just... They turn you into a kid because you're just like, oh my gosh, I just ran into so-and-so or, oh my gosh, like I saw the most beautiful butterfly on my walk through the gardens, like, oh, you know, but if you were like planning head down in a book, doing this, doing that, like you might not have seen those things, experienced those things. So always a balance. Okay. So you get to your destination. I know we're kind of like skipping some moments, but this is going to be really unique for all of you. So whether you take a plane, train, car, whatever, uh, you get to your destination and what's going to come up? Like especially day one and two. Anxiety. You're going to be antsy as hell. You're going to be anxious. 
You're going to be super uncomfortable being alone. You'll want to fill the space and the time. And the list goes on. It 1000% will come up. Oh, and you'll be on your phone a lot. So I want to be really, really clear. Anytime I've taken a solo trip and I have reverted to being on my phone to fill time or just because it's a habit, I've never, ever felt good on the other side, ever. It always feels incredibly empowering to either put my phone in the room or put it on airplane mode, put it at the bottom of my bag, like hide it from myself so I can truly be in the now moment. It's, it will bring you a new type of, it will just reignite your life force. Truly, like I have a love-hate relationship with my phone right now. I'm sure you all feel the same way because let's be real, there's a lot going on and we get so much of our information from our phone, from Instagram, from Twitter, from this, from that. And the greatest gift you can give yourself on a solo trip is to limit your phone time. I'm going to challenge you mm, one hour a day. For real, if you can help it. Whether that's like checking it in the morning and the evening. Checking morning, midday, evening. That's it. Just for text messages, any emails, whatever like your necessities are, checking that, but then putting your phone away. That will guarantee a profound solo trip. And I know a lot of us want to capture our solo trips for Instagram in real time. I've totally been there. And I will tell you, it never feels amazing. It never feels amazing on the other side of like posting something. I'm like, okay. Take pictures though. Take pictures, take videos, and maybe post when you get back. But like, I just want to pull you into your own energy and being on... Instagram or anything else like that, any social platform starts to weave you into the web of that, those people's energy. It's like whether virtual in person, it doesn't matter. Like you're, you're a part of a new web when you're online. So with a solo trip, I really just want to like pull those strings back to you. (laughs) Never done sound effects, but pull them back to you. So we're not intertwined with too many people, their energy, their opinions, their emotions, their this, their that. Like there's a time and place for that, but not for your solo trip. Okay? (laughs) Everyone's like, is she okay? So these feelings will come up. What do you do? This is what I do. I change what I'm doing immediately. I throw myself into something unexpected either incredibly relaxing or fun, or I talk to strangers. Do you get that? So I change my surroundings. So if say I'm in my room, wherever I am, when I'm on my solo trip and I'm like, oh my God, fuck, I'm anxious. Like, why didn't I, why did I even do this? Like, this is stupid. Like, maybe I'm not made out for solo trips. I don't know. And I'm in my room. I leave my room. I go down by the pool. All of a sudden I see birds and I feel the sunshine and I hear the fountain running and that calms me. Oh, and I see like some people hanging out by the pool. Okay, cool. That feels different. And then when I'm there, you know, maybe I do a freaking dive or cannonball into the pool. Something I wouldn't normally do. (laughs) But you just surprise yourself. Maybe even make yourself laugh by doing something like that. And then talk to a stranger. Hey, what's up? Oh, hi. What's your name? You know, like start a conversation. They might ask you, oh, are you here alone? If you get that question, this is when we tap into our intuition because there could be moments, situations where saying you are alone does not feel safe. And you know what I mean. So please trust yourself. If you feel good and you feel safe and you know, whatever, you're welcome to share that. Um, because you know, I've been on a lot of solo trips where 
there were other people who are also on solo trips and they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to be by the pool tomorrow. Like I know they're doing like a, there's like a a painter coming and he's going to paint by the pool. So it'd be cool to like watch him paint. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'd love to, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like you can do these unexpected things with people you've never met before and learn something about yourself, right? Like I learned, you know, the last solo trip I was on, I was in the desert and I got to know um, this one girl by the pool. And, you know, I just forgot like how... (laughs) This is so silly, but like how like sweet humans are Um, and how how other people are also interested in like the woo-woo spiritual, like, you know, out of this world stuff that we talk about on this podcast. I would have never expected it, but she started talking about like aliens and UFOs. I was like, oh no shit. Like I have my stargazer with me. Like I'm going to go UFO watching (laughs) later. Um, So you could like just find something out about other people find something out certainly about yourself. Like when you share kind of the things that you keep to yourself that you might conjure something in someone else to share and you connect on a deeper level. So yeah, those are my my three tips when you get anxious or you feel any of those things come up, change your location, do something like kind of out of the ordinary when you get there and then uh, talk to a stranger, you know, see how it feels. Even if it's someone that works at, like where you are, whether it's a hotel or or whatnot. Just know you're not alone when those things come up. You, I just want to remind you, you create your experience. So if you are in an anxiety anxiety spiral and you just keep focusing on how anxious you are, yes, yes, you are going to experience anxiety and you are going to create anxiety-inducing moments and experiences. So you create your experience. It is by design. And this is a beautiful micro experience that will show you that you are experiencing what you've chosen to. And sometimes we feel like out of control. We're like our emotions, like we feel so overcome by our emotions as if we can't take a breath and choose a new experience. Maybe some of you are like, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. Could it be that easy? You know, (laughs) I'm just challenging you a little bit. Could it be that easy? This solo trip is really about building a mosaic of like a, a bunch of different moments. Even if the moments are hard. A mosaic of a bunch of different moments that will call you to yourself, that will create experiences that will help you experience and really allow you to experience who you really are. It's really, really powerful. And I can't wait. I can't wait for you to do this. (laughs) Okay. So we've planned. We've gotten to the destination. We know what to expect. Five things I love to do on my solo trips. And this is just suggestions. These are things that you can like write down for yourself. Like write your list of five things that you'd like to do on your solo trip. This this intentional experience that you've chosen that takes you away from your everyday, away from the people and the circumstances that make up your current routine and reality and really shaking it up. It's a time to unplug not only from the technology, but from the energetic web that we've woven over time. The people, the places, the things that we think define us, but that really don't. That's what a solo trip is. It's like the craziest thing. It's crazy how powerful and impactful it can be. And how much we resist it. We always resist the things that are like what we really, really need, you know? So just notice that too. All right, five things I love to do on solo trips. 
Some of these are like very surface. Some of them are a little deep, bit deeper. I love, <laughs> I love me a robe. I love me a robe. I love to feel like I'm at a spa no matter where I am, whether it's at an Airbnb, whether it's at a hotel, what have you. I just love a robe. I love getting comfy. I love just feeling like, ooh, Lens, okay, good for you. Taking care of yourself. Maybe I'll put on a mask, you know, like a facial mask. Maybe I'll take a bath. Um, I just love getting really, really comfy, especially at night. Like I just want to create like this... Mm, this like beautiful nighttime experience as I'm getting ready for bed. The queen goes to bed, you know, gets 10 plus hours. I'm upping the number every time I say it. So I love to find a robe, something really comfy. Um, yeah, I want you to feel... I want you to feel really good and comfortable like in your clothes, making sure that like all of those little details... You've done the homework on like, what do I need? What what do I love to wear? What is comfortable, et cetera, et cetera. Number two, I really love to make my meals a moment. I'm not one to, and this is just me, I'm not one to like, you know, bring all my food from home. And like, like I said in, before, I really like to spend my money on food, my environment. And so I love a room service moment. I love like, you know, lunch out by the pool. If there's a pool, I love a restaurant moment. So I'm really going to plan those moments. And by plan, I just mean if there needs to be a reservation, et cetera. Like, I just want to make sure that that's something I can check off my list and not have to stress about during the trip. Um, But I just, I really love like, Let's do an appetizer lens, you and you. Let's do let's do an entree. Yep, dessert sounds great. I just really love to slowly eat, really be with my food, enjoy it. I've been on so many solo trips where one people are shocked I'm like they're eating at the bar alone. I'm loving it. And they're like, "Oh, wow, this is like interesting." And like the chef will come out and we talk about the food and we talk about how good it is. Like there's just there's so many opportunities to have cool conversations when you're on a solo trip because you're not ta- not talking to the other people you're on a trip with normally, right? Or you're not thinking about the people that you're on a trip with and how you have to like kind of think about what they want to do and accommodate them. So, yeah, I just I love a, a long meal. I love a glass of wine if they have it, right? Just really indulging. Number three, I feel better when I move. So knowing that, I really lean into and milk that uh, that intuitive movement thing that we talk about on the podcast sometimes where it's like, hmm, my body really needs to stretch this morning and or I kind of feel like, like running really fast for 15 minutes. <laughs> you know, really feeling into what the body needs. Do you need to expel some energy? Um, do you need to just do a slow yoga flow. Does the place that you're staying have opportunities to work out? Do they have a gym? You know, like really, if, if that's something important to you, you know, either fit that into your morning routine or have it be like a fun activity. Have it be something that you never done. Surprising, whether it's like horseback riding or you know, going on a cool hike you've never been on or surfing lessons, something like that, where it's like a physical activity, you're expending some energy, but you're also learning something or seeing something new. Um, I just always know. And you just got to know that about yourself. Like For me, movement always makes me feel better moving every single day. So I make sure to include that. And then number four, I always bring something to read. And I choose usually two books, just in case one, I don't like that much. And in my solo trip, like notebook that I have journal that I've brought, I annotate. So like I will write notes from the book. I'll do page numbers. I'll do quotes. I'll do points. I'll do thoughts and reflections. And this is just like a an indulgent way to read for me that I don't normally have time for. But on this trip, I really want to um, 
be with the book. And sometimes when I just read, I'm not taking in a lot. And when I write, I'm like, wow, okay. I can look back at this at these notes and um, see what was important to me when I was on this trip to, to note and what really stood out to me. So I just really, really love that. Um, I just love the way it feels to kind of come back to the book during the trip, whether it's in the morning when I wake up or by the pool, or maybe I'm going on an excursion and I can read the book in the car on the way there, or maybe I bring it to dinner. Maybe I read a book at dinner. Like who knows what the, you know, the environment is, but um, I just love having that as like a companion. And then number five, last thing I love to do on my solo trips is uh, I take pictures of myself on the solo trip. I like to capture the joy. I like to capture the moments. I've had moments where I'm crying on my solo trips. I had a, a moment when I was staying at this like tricked out Airstream in um, Carpinteria. It's like kind of near San, Santa Barbara. It's beautiful. And I was just sitting out on the deck of the Airstream and there was like hummingbirds and just beautiful morning. I made my coffee and I was just like so... I was so happy, y'all. I was like overcome by my happiness and my choice to take this trip and just knowing how much my soul loves it. Like just... When you follow your heart in that way, I know it sounds cheesy, but like it is moving. It's truly moving. So I I took a photo of myself crying because I just like wanted to remember that moment of how important that was, how important that trip was. And so, yeah, I take selfies. Um, I take pictures of nature. I'll take pictures of like just the environment, whatever strikes me. But just to have that like photo memory, I love. And I'm rarely posting in real time um, every once in a while. But again, like I just kind of feel better not being super connected to Instagram. So um, that's a very personal decision. But I say push yourself. <laughs> I will push you. But yeah, I love taking taking photos. And if that feels weird to you, try it. I'm curious. I'm curious. No one else has to see it, right? Like you can put it in a little folder, a secret folder, but just capturing this moment that you've chosen to take for yourself is is pretty beautiful. Pretty beautiful. Okay, y'all. How are we feeling? Ready for your solo trip? Ready? <laughs> you can ask me any questions. You can DM me on Instagram at Lindsay Simsick. I'm here to support you in uh, planning this, in being super present to whatever comes up. I have had some of my most... um, Yeah, like just soul-shifting moments when I've been alone on these trips. I've learned how to hold space for my emotional and energetic body on these trips. And and it's going to be different for all of us, right? But just know that there is nothing better than coming back home to yourself. And I know in our day-to-day with our jobs, our families, what's going on in the world, um, decision fatigue, social media, this, that, the other thing, we we are constantly being tempted to, to abandon ourselves over and over and over again. And these trips are really a gift to and an invitation to just like turn to yourself and be like, oh, there you are. And just like with every every moment on this trip, just like taking a step towards yourself, you know, engaging in a conversation with yourself. Okay. I think that's it, y'all. I think that is it. Okay. I love you. You deserve this. And no matter what happens the rest of 2020, the best is truly yet to come. Truly yet to come. And I know that is for sure. So here for you, here to support. Uh, Love you always. And uh, make sure you check this out on YouTube. It's just me. I'm alone in the studio. Hi. 
uh, subscribe on YouTube. We're doing that now, but I'll see you on the next one. Thanks again. Bye. All right. Hope that was helpful, valuable. And if you have any questions, you can DM me at Lindsay Simsick on Instagram about solo trips. If you're taking one, I feel like we need like a solo trip support group somewhere. Yeah. Let's get a dream board going. Get ready for next year. And also too, I think people are doing a lot more local things. You know, just being super mindful, social distancing um, at local places near them. And I think that's also really powerful too. So whatever time you're going to set aside intentionally for yourself with the goal of nourishing yourself is beautiful. So thank you so much for that. And I'd love to thank our sponsors of this episode. Yes. As always, we love them. Uh, We use them ourselves. BetterHelp, Osea, Laird Superfoods, and Tempo. You can find all discount information in our show notes as well as on almost30.com. Thank you so much for supporting our sponsors. It helps us do this show. So we really appreciate it. Yeah. Our sponsors are amazing. You can go to our website and just look at all the codes that we have for so many amazing wellness, health, mindfulness brands that exist. And whenever you're on a website, just try the code almost30. Yeah. It usually works. (laughs) It usually works. And especially with the holidays coming up, Mm -hmm. I feel like you could save a lot of money with Mm -hmm. some almost 30 codes. 100%. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, If this podcast has impacted you positively in any way, please share it with a friend or rate on Apple Podcasts, review on Apple Podcasts, and just DM us. We'd love to hear from you. It always means the world. Yep. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. 